Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you want to end a one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates to speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, everybody out there in War Room Nation? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers, Jimmy the Blueprint and the Bull B. Austin. We're in week number four. The count up is on. Week number four, the sports shut down due to the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. But in the wake of Jameis Winston having trouble finding a new job after the Tom Brady takeover, we're going to talk to Chuck Modiano about his latest article for Deadspin, which chronicles what legendary quarterback Jameis should remind us of after five NFL seasons. So keep it locked right here with your boys. And again, we might not be going the whole two hours tonight or for the foreseeable future, but if you want to get in on the conversation, you can do that right now in the Bada Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, the War Room Sports uh, Game Time Group Game Time app on uh, I'm Game Time app Game Time Group on the Group Me app. Uh, wherever you usually talk to us, hit us right there while you're listening, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll holler at you. So we'll also be taking calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline as usual. That number is three two three four one zero 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 one two. Before we get started, as we usually do, we got to remind you guys, especially now. This could be when you pick up this habit. And when life goes back to normal, maybe you can keep this habit. But when we're not on, we're not live on the air, you guys can check us out. You can check out archive episodes of our show um, at a ton of places. You can do that at warroomsports.com. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, a whole lot of other places, man. You guys can do that while you're bored during the day, while you're working from home. If you still have to go into work, God bless you, you can do it there as well. Um, but you can listen to us. You can listen to everybody else on our network, the Broad Street Line, John Appetit, uh, After Further Review, Tissue and the Tape, uh, Hip Hop Podcast, Safe Space, whatever is your pleasure, you can listen to it right here on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. What up, Jim, man? We, we we still going through this stuff, man. It seems like every time we come back, it's not like it's good news. There's no improvements. It's getting worse by the day. No. Scary. Yeah, this is this is by the day. This is crazy. Like it's getting to the point now where I wake up like, yo, this gotta be a dream. Like I can't believe I'm living through this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They like they straight they straight closed outside, yo. <laughs> they definitely did. And for me, I mean, I know I told you earlier, like, man, uh nineteen eighty seven you know, I had some personal stuff hit that will mm-hmm. always make that the worst year of my life. But overall, just overall, bad year. 2020 has no real rival for me, um, you know, except that one year. But that was just one event. But yeah, no, I understand. one life changing event. I understand. This, I understand. Dude, I thought we wouldn't. 
I mean, Kobe died. And yeah. and we took that hard for a good month. Now that seems like a distant memory. That seems like a footnote. Because 2020 yeah. is just so trash that things just keep happening. And we're only in the beginning of April. And it's already, in my opinion, the worst year that I've ever seen. So no, it's, it's crazy because to the point where I'm just sitting around. I'll be thinking about all, all sorts of random things because all you got is time on you. Time is trash on uh, quarantine, though. Time just be like, yeah. I'm like, how come time don't go by like this? Like, anyway, with that being said, um, like, it's, <laughs> it's just... It's absolutely nuts. I'm like, yo, what is Uncle Murder going to rap about at the end of the year? Ain't nothing happened. Like, None. yo, it's, it's... outside clothes. <laughs> I mean, sad to say, the whole wrap up might be about like names of people who might not be with. It's going to be about man. it's going to be about IG Live, yo. <laughs> yeah, and, and IG yo. Live, the concerts on IG Live, and and who's not with us no more? Because this thing, like for the past you know, three or four weeks or so, we've gone down that whole gamut of, you know, what this virus could be, uh, who can't get it, or who might not be that uh, susceptible to it. Now, it's it's hitting so close to home that it's really, truly starting to get scary. Like, several people we know at this point um, have, have either dealt with this disease, a couple of people we know have lost their lives to this disease, like the list just builds every week and it gets scarier and scarier. Man, I really like my wife be on some, okay, I want to take the kids outside for like 20 minutes a day to get them some fresh air. I'm not even with that. I'm not even yo, with that. Yo. I don't even, I'm it's not it's in my, not even in my driveway. I don't even, <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. I don't I trust feel, nothing. Though. It's, it's, it's to the point where there's been a couple of days over the last couple of weeks, like, that I literally went days without seeing sunlight. And I had to remind myself, like, yo, just, like, stick your head out the window to see some sunlight, because, yo, I literally right. went days without sunlight. Like, you know, not that but good you know thing how... is, like, good. I was just going to say, the, the, the first week, I wasn't productive at all, because I was still in, like, a shock. So lately, I've been getting way more, I got a lot of work done that I, you know, shit, stuff that I could do, you know, um, that as opposed <laughs> to just sitting around going on Twitter and, like, reading news all day to make yourself even worse. See, and that's the bad thing. That's why I don't feel comfortable doing anything because I'm sitting here reading stuff and watching stuff all day. So you don't know what's true. You know, you don't know what's not. So you just precautionary against everything. I'm sitting here like, I don't know if we should go outside, man. People be walking by on the path with somebody sneeze. How long that's going to stay in the air? We could just be chilling in the driveway, chilling on the porch, and the wind might blow some, like, you just don't know, man, because I know. And, and cats, I've seen a couple of people like, get it, Jim, and they'd be like, "Yo, uh, I'm already OCD. I wash my hands and this and that, like you know, before all of this, like like crazy, and I still got it. Y'all better take this seriously." So I, I don't know, man. And I know people that have had it that have recovered. Like again, I, I shared last episode. That I know someone who passed, but also I know people that have had it and recovered. But the crazy part is. The way, the way they, they talk, talk about it, it scares me too. They like, yo, like, you do like, not want to go through it. You can't breathe. You, you know what I mean? It's like, right? People be like, I'm still alive, but this ain't something you want to play with. And, and other like, people be like, man, we don't even. It's nothing to worry about because you know the, the, the death rate is. I'm like, yo, I don't want to go through the pain of having it. Forget whether I die right, or not. I, right. Yo, and, I don't want it. Period. I want no. I want no parts of it. I don't want no. Smoke. And then you know what gets more irking by the day, the conspiracy theory dudes, and and. You know, and and only because it's one of those things where okay, you entertain that kind of stuff, 
in the beginning. But as everything starts to hit closer to home and you actually start to know people affected by this, you don't really want to hear that no more. Yeah, and, and God forbid go. somebody I love die, somebody might have to get these hands the next time I hear like, some dog, stupid stuff. On, like, I ain't got time for that. Uh, yo, I don't man, care who made yo, it. Man. Whether it's man-made this or that, exactly. it's still that's happening, exactly and people are still dying. That's exactly the point. If, exactly if this is the start of the new man, world order, okay, so be it. But people are still dying. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. It's like, yo, man, after four, after four, he bleeding to death. Yo, listen, man. <laughs> exactly. It, it, like, and y'all, to y'all, y'all 5G people, like, yo, the sun gives off more radiation than 5G, so y'all can, y'all can SMB, like, right. cut it out. And then it's like, when you believe in something, when you believe there's a conspiracy back in something, like, you don't give a damn what somebody says, as long as they're saying something that's like what you're saying. Like, people, they lay on the everywhere. Like, I've, I've, we saw that video of the chick. She apparently is in healthcare somewhere. She sounded so ignorant. But if you look yeah. at her comments, everybody who wants to believe in a conspiracy, uh, yeah, it's just the talking facts. Yo, she's saying dumb stuff, though. She, she's saying stuff like, it, you know... This it dies in eighty degree weather, stuff like that. But you know what's funny though? people who who are living in climates like that who have it. Our bodies, for God's sake, are we walk around at what ninety eight point six degrees? So if that's yeah. the truth, if it can't live over eighty degrees, how is it living in anybody's body? Like, I don't know, man. I'm not a doctor. I'm you not a scientist. Funny. I don't claim to be. But here's the crazy <laughs> part, man. Like everybody, everybody at this point has become. Everybody has become like, you know, sort of like a Rush Limbaugh type. Like, I remember like years ago um, talking to someone that like knows the boy. And he was like, yo, he don't believe half of what he says. But what he does <laughs> recognize is, what he does recognize is enough people will jump on his bandwagon to anything he says, they'll defend it. And enough people will right. hate him. And either right. way, they get the view. He gets the, he gets the view and he that's wants. All he, but it's he like, looks to y'all as, as dollar signs. And y'all idiots. And the thing is, it's like he used to be. It used to be like him, and it was a couple other people like that too. Like you know, Howard Eskin was good for that here in Philly, but it's like everybody is on that now. Everybody's on that wave where it's like, yo, I'm just gonna get as much attention as possible. Just finally believe that. Um, real quick though, we got some <laughs> questions already coming in from uh, the chat. I want to get your perspective on this because it's about what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Shout out to Casey Mack and Casey Mack. I hope you're staying safe out there. Uh, in Texas, because I know Casey Mack's a firefighter, so he got to work regardless. But um, he wants to know that are gloves and masks going to be our new norm from here on out? What do we think about that? Um, I, I think it might be. I, I think it might be like, you know, maybe not every single person you see, but like Jimmy mentioned last week, when you used to see somebody walking around the store with gloves and masks, you used to think they were crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to think that anymore. So I guess, you know, if you want to call that normal, it's going to be normal whether everybody does it or not. When you see it, you're not going to bat an eye at it. Like, what's wrong with them? Look what we just went through. Michael Jackson. Stuck on punishment. Mike Jackson was a visionary, man. He's a visionary. Right, right, right. Well, he had uh, a, all, he had shout out to all to germaphobes because it's y'all time to tell everybody I told y'all so. Yeah, shout <laughs> out to Howie awesome. Yeah, shout out to Howie Mandel. Yeah, Germa. Uh, Germa, germophobia will lend itself to this, but um, I've been thinking about social distancing and what it's going to do to the human experience. Like handshakes will disappear, hugs oh, will disappear. That, I think all that yeah, will disappear it, anyway. 
I'm giving it, it, it was, social media was, was uh, thinking uh, all no. of that. This is just speeding it up. So I'm just like y'all know, man. You know, y'all, y'all my brother, y'all my brothers, and I love y'all. But when I see y'all, man, I'm giving y'all the Japanese like head nod, y'all. You, like, yeah, you know, we gotta start bowing. We gonna start bowing down, like I'm on my Bruce Lee jaw, man, from now on. And um, real quick, Casey Have Max a says about him being in the a, background, like uh, Casey Max says about him being a, a firefighter. Says that when he gets when they get a call now, they go out in damn near hazmat suits just to answer calls. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so, man. Tom's, Tom's Yo, and, crazy, and, man. and uh man, condolences to Skyview in the chat room. He said literally lost a friend of twenty years yesterday. Man, mm. it's yo, very sorry to hear that. It it's crazy yeah. out here, man. We had somebody hey, we got a friend. He he was on this show before. He was on one of our shows about uh playing basketball overseas. Uh who went yeah. through it. I didn't even know he was going through it because the last time I saw him in the holiday, and we was inside a D nice quarantine party, and then yeah, he you like know, disappeared. A week and like a half later, yeah, up. I hadn't seen him, didn't think anything of it. He popped back up like, yeah, this is my first day back working out. I went through this, and he was telling us how much of a bear it was to go through, man. So shout out to him and his little girls because they <laughs> had it too. Shout out to you, Mike. But yeah, it, it, it's crazy oh, out here. I don't, I don't know parts of this, man. Um, no smoke. Leave me alone. Uh, Yo, H-U, we, we go. University oh, Viking family just lost somebody today. Yeah. Shout out to Sean Boyd. Yeah. I don't. I, it's so for me, you know, when you're there, everybody's familiar. Whether you know them from school, whether you know them from home, coming through somebody. Um, yeah, I don't remember him as anybody I knew personally, but the face, you know, unmistakable. Um, Because I always thought he looked like somebody that came in um, in my class. Um, Messages were going out last week that, you know, he was battling this. Um, I got a wife and two little girls at home and lost his his battle this morning, man. He's getting way too close to home, man. So rest in peace to that brother. Um, Condolences to all, to his family and to all the HU family that knew him that are really, you know, hurt by this right now. Yo, it gotta be another way, man. This can't be life. This cannot be life, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame we got, you know, this is this is the new normal. Yeah, we we start the, every show. Took the, we took the show, took the show down <laughs> to a new low. Yeah, we always uh, gotta go low. We're gonna go back, we're gonna go back high with it, man. Um let's let's get into some hot topics because we do have special guests joining us in just a few minutes. So hot topics, <laughs> like like we've been telling you for the last three weeks. He's ready for the flame. They brought to you by my bookie. Um, not a great time for my bookie. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be in business by the time we get back um, to sports. <laughs> but when the sports do return, you guys can make a whole lot of bread sports button at my bookie. And I'm pretty sure they're, they are dependent on y'all to come and try to do that. So if you still haven't checked them out, man, set up your account now. My, Nothing's going on. You know, get used to what you got to do. So you're ready when the games start back up. Y'all can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports when they come back. Join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting excuses, tired of getting a runaround when it's time to collect your bets, no matter who you're betting with, um, because, you know, some of y'all might deal with some shady characters. But that's why we urge you to join my bookie. If you win, they pay. It's a fast payout, no hassle. 
Uh, you're pretty much wasting your time doing it elsewhere. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the game start. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. <laughs> yeah, for now, your money will just be sitting in your account for a while. But just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, in some sports news, what's going on now, the NCAA, because of COVID-19, has um, made the decision to grant an extra year of eligibility for all spring sports athletes. Um, is that commendable? Predictable? Did they have a choice? What do you guys think yeah. about that? You know, you don't know the NCAA can't do anything with and, and get praised. Yeah. <laughs> so are we going to no. kick them in the head? <laughs> well, I don't think they had a choice. Like, what was the choice? Like, right. <laughs> like are you done? What, what were they supposed to do? <laughs> you finish or you done? Yeah, like what were they supposed to do? Like, like what? Uh, I know, ba- like, I, I, I know Baby all... said that, but shout out to Manny Fresh. Speaking of somebody getting kicked in the head, um, yo, is he so? Uh, he he looked like he been he kicked in the head. Shout out to Manny. Did. I don't know B. He went up against Scott Storch last night on an IG live battle of the producers, hit for hit. And I personally don't even think Scott Storch pulled everything out that he could have caused. No, he and, definitely um, didn't. And he, he don't want no, he don't want no work with Scott. Yeah, man. He, yo, somebody kept yo. Jimmy. Did you see the bull who kept uh, <laughs> he kept posting in the comments skits skits over hits because uh, Manny kept doing these little Scott yeah. Storch skits and then hits on a song like Manny Fresh is he's great for what he does, but it, to it, me a lot of that stuff like when you're trying to go song for song with somebody. All of this stuff starts to mix together and kind of sound the same. Scott Storch's versatility. Yo, my man, my man, my man, Scott Storch, and and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this hyperbole, but it might not be. My man was making like a million dollars a week. That might not yeah, be hyperbole was, for a minute. No, he like was. He was they said at one point at his peak, he was getting <laughs> um, six figures per per track. But the thing is. It's not going to be too many people that can compete with him because, first of all, he got the cheat code because I don't know if it's him or the cocaine that makes that music, but he makes beautiful yeah. music. Um, and it might be because he got that, 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 I white, that white girl. I can feel my face when I'm with you. Yo, and I love you. He started yeah. making futuristic stuff. But yeah, that's, like, that's, like, that's like music seasoning, Jeff. That's like yeah, music. Yeah. Wasn't he, he even boy when he groceries? You know what I mean, somebody else told me, though, Jim? Because somebody, you know, a friend of mine was saying he thinks it was closer than everybody else thought it was. And then he said, you also got to realize that a lot of Scott Storch, a lot of a lot of his stuff are like collabs with other great producers. But I'm like, that right. may be true, but I don't think he was pulling out all of that stuff. I think Yo, for this... Most of the first stuff off, he pulled friend, out was friend must stuff be from that New he... Orleans. Your friend must nah, be from I... New Orleans. That's the first thing. And the <laughs> I was, thing no, no, because that's why it was so surprising. That's why I went to him. I was like, you thought that was close? He's actually from New York. So I don't, I don't know. Where, what oh, saying? man. Well, I don't know. What's up, what's up with the book? Because I'm saying the thing about Scott Storch, though. A lot of stuff that Scott Storch actually did, he didn't get credit for because he was basically. He didn't get credit for it, yep. 
what you yep. what you what you start to realize about guys like Kanye and Dre is like yo they be running like um they be running like uh, factories where they you know right. I'm gonna let you work once, with me and once they get that the rep they get all the credit yeah. right what y'all I'm, think I'm convinced at this point down? anything Doctor Dre has ever done with a piano in it but was listen, all Scott Storch that's how the game that's how the game is played though B what you think the young boy was doing sitting next to him yesterday. He probably could be sold, not told. <laughs> he probably the new slave. Yo, Scavio said the NCAA should pay athletes whatever tuition is for their school. <laughs> Duke athletes get Duke money, et cetera. Um, okay. Like, is that like in, is that like instead of giving them eligibility or are you just saying that just anyway, they should just be paying them? Um, either way. Um, Know. Yeah, but I, you know, back to them. I, I think I'm like I'm like y'all. I, I didn't think there was much choice. And I mean, when you look at it from their side of things, you know, there's a lot of schools out there. Some of these uh, spring sports, hey, they wanted to win as well, so they're not ready to lose some of these athletes and didn't even get a season off in the process. So, you know, shout out to them for doing something that they should do. But that's how it goes with the NCAA. Like they probably been on the wrong side of history so many times, even when they do something. <laughs> like nobody's excited. They, they, like, they earn they it. It's it's like it's like you it's like you you like to say, Dev. It's like, should we pull the race card? No, but we earn the right. Look how look, look how many times you've been on the wrong side. Yeah. I mean and, and sometimes we should. Sometimes we should. Sometimes it's dead wrong, but you know, it's our last line of defense. <laughs> when we know stuff not gonna go right, um, you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta until, do. Man. Until until we get reparations, the race car is reparations. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> That's our Damn. Now, 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 if y'all if y'all want to if y'all want to cut a check, then I'm gonna stop. I'll stop using it. But until y'all cut a check, then you know, <laughs> what size what size check what size check that gotta be, Jimmy? What size yeah. check? A nice size check. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> nice, <laughs> a nice size check. Yeah. <laughs> and right there, and right there is negotiating 101. My man will not negotiate against himself. <laughs> all right. So look, what real, did real that quick, be? Real quick before we get Modi on, man, we gotta do. I'm give y'all the quote of the week, and um, I wanted to give it to y'all in soundbite form. Um, I don't think we had enough time to get it on the board, but the quote uh, of the no. week is. I made smart investments. That's why right now with this huge academic, I mean, uh, with this huge ish that's going on, all this crazy stuff that's going on, my investments are still paying off. That's y'all man, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, being yeah. your man called the pandemic an academic. He said but, we live at the end of the video, but at the, but at the end of the video, B, he put some stacks up in the camera. So none of that matters. And that's what I saw a lot in in comment sections of people who posted that. People were like, so what? He made it so don't matter. Y'all see that bread? It don't matter. Yeah. So I, I didn't know we. Yo. Had, I didn't know it was justifiable to substitute just yo straight up stupidity for for money. Yo. But it's the world we live in. Yep. It don't matter. Hey, I yo. see I see the brother Modi. The brother Modi's with us right now. Yo. Yes, sir. So let's. Go ahead, B. Say what you're gonna say real quick before we get Modi on. I know you. I know you got at least a bar for Floyd Mayweather. You know, in this academic that we in. Oh 
Oh my God! Be man. Honest, just save it, man. Let's let, let, let's get let's get to the brother movie right now, man. I, 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 you don't want me to go in. No, because I sound, I see I see you sound a little bit uh, a little bit flabbergasted. You can't even get your thoughts together. Man. I know. Maybe it's, it's cool. Maybe it's just academic we live in, man. Modi got something for you, B. He got something you. Oh you man. So. <laughs> So let's let's oh, let's talk to the brother. I know everybody here is calling him Modi because you know he's a he's a close personal friend of ours. But uh, if you guys um, have been on Deadspin's website in the past week, you would have seen on Friday an article was dropped entitled "You Know Who Jameis Winston Looks Like After Five Seasons." Peyton Manning. No, he don't. I would I I would go as far to for I would call this. A controversial headline and the way I know that is because when we test the waters with it we know a controversial headline when we post an article on our page and specifically ask for conversation about the article but everything that's posted is about the headline and you can tell people didn't go past the headline to read what the brother was writing but we're gonna bring him on right now to talk about it in depth Chuck Modiani, Chuck Modiano. I, I was about to call you something else, Chuck. <laughs> what up, it's, Modi? Modi. It's, it's great to Modi. see you. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's, yeah, man. It's, it's been, a been a minute. <laughs> Listen, it's been it's a while. Great. It's great. Last time there wasn't even a the pandemic name, right? going on. No, Jimmy, I, I sound like that. man Envy. I sound like Envy on the intro. But <laughs> yeah, you definitely did. But yo, last time there wasn't no pandemic. Last time, last time we had you on, Modi, outside was open. Outside's not open right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna, right. That's we right. On no, it, it, so, it's definitely yo, great. To, to, oh man, I read, I read that. that. We could truly say that the last time we talked to Modi, like it was a whole different world out here. Sure <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sure was. All right, so Modi, Modi, any, everybody I, I got out the first there for you, Modi. Okay, well, hold on, Jim. I'm just, ahead, just want to remind the people. I hope everybody read it. Um, anybody in the chat room that's going to chime in, if you haven't, it is on our Facebook page, uh, prominently featured. It was posted um, again today on there. So you know, if you want, if you need to go in there and and do a quick read before you send in some some messages and and all that, please do. Well, go ahead, Jim. <laughs> No, my first question to you, Modi, is, 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 is first of all, congratulations on the article because I see it circulating all over the place. Um, Thank you. But the question I have to you as a writer, and you're an accomplished writer. For those that don't know, um, you, you've written for a lot of big-name publications. Uh, you've done a lot of work. How does it feel as a writer, though, when you can you get feedback and you know for a fact someone didn't read the uh, actual article, they just read the headline? Because <laughs> the same way we got feedback, I'm pretty sure you got the same thing. Like, we, like Dev posted it today, and people were commenting within a couple seconds, and we're like, yo, you didn't even read it. No way you all read you that. All you saw was the headline, and, and you jumped the gun. <laughs> no and I'm pretty sure you get, that all in, you get that all in your mentions Listen. all the time. When oh, you know, no, I was imploring people to read I'll it put a, because I I'll wanted put a them. Percentage on it. I wanted them. Okay. Good. I'll put a percentage on it. Ninety percent of people who respond to you never read past the title. They just never read past Dang. it. And I know this because <laughs> they'll, they'll say so. that's the dumbest stuff ever. And then the next thing they'll say, I'll be like, um, that was in the article addressed specifically. Like, why don't you go to paragraph five? You know, I mean, right. <laughs> what you deal with, you know. So, and here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. I'm critical. Yo, you, you, everyone on this line is critical You're on your talk show. If I'm gonna come at another author the very least i'm going to do is read what they wrote read me. Stuff. because maybe yeah. because i'm an author 
you know, but if I'm going to rebut you and talk, tell you you're an idiot, kind of read what you wrote. I just think it's like basic, but you know, this is, this is what it is. And we all deal with that. That's fine. It's ironic that okay. you say that, that you say mm-hmm. what you said as far as, you know, because the very first, I'm going to read the very first uh, response we got. <laughs> that may be the dumbest sports headline I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, oh, we, yeah we here to make fun of the idiots. And that's what idiots are for. Make fun of. They do. That, that particular person though, I give them credit because you know what I do on the page when I have time, I I you know, I try to get things out of people. So I did go back to him and say, But what about the actual article? So I kinda pushed him in the direction to read it so maybe he would think okay maybe this would be a little bit different if I read it he did end up reading it so we had a brief conversation on it of course you know he still wasn't trying to hear you but at least I give him credit for going back and reading it and having an adult conversation with me instead of seeing who can have the best joke after they read the headline you know what I mean Right. Somebody told right. us April Fools was yesterday. Why are you posting this? Like, I'm right. Like, Just read it, right. please. You know how many times I get the Mike Tyson gift flapping and laughing, the Nick Young face in my Twitter. I mean, all right, just make a critique. I'll accept a critique on something I wrote. You know, I don't know. But we can right. talk about it. Well, you 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 know me, Modi. This is Dev. You know me. I'm 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 never all in or all out of any yeah. conversation or debate that I'm in. Like, I'm always going to give, you know, sure. everything a chance. I might have some counterpoints for something and I might agree with something sure. else. I'm not, I'm not really a side taker. So sure. let's talk about it a little bit. So you're talking about, I'm going to go down to the end of the article because this might actually give people more clarity on what your point was. Because I can yeah. see from a lot of the responses that we got that they didn't really understand your point. Everybody jumped yeah. to, well, James Winston ain't no Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is one of the greatest quarterbacks that ever lived. I tried to explain to somebody. I don't think his point, matter of fact, I can speak for him on this. I know his point isn't that James Winston right now is Peyton Manning. The point is, because another, another guy was like, well, this article wouldn't have been written if James Winston wasn't black. And and I'm like, so on one one way, you you get it because it wouldn't have been written yeah. if Jameis Winston wasn't black. But you kind of you kind of get it and you don't get it at the same time. I can tell by your tone that you kind of yeah. don't get it. I'm like, that's his point, because yeah. Peyton Manning had pretty much identical numbers to Jameis Winston yeah. after five years. Peyton Manning was allowed to go on and become Peyton Manning that you see him as right now. Jameis Winston doesn't even have a job, and he's having a hard yeah. time trying to find one. So that is the yeah. point. But, but that, what that you said the at the end, I you said, are you in about... White, because right. if he were white, he would have been signed quicker than Philip Rivers. Right. But this is where, and, and, and you would have to, you know, people would have to stick with the article long enough to read this so they wouldn't have yeah. to ask those kind of questions. The last... Well, sentence in the article says arguing about Winston's interceptions is not really about Winston. It's about not giving permission to future black Peyton Mannings or Brett Favre to play through their mistakes to realize their Hall of Fame selves. And I'm like, yeah, if people that's, could that's make it that far, they would probably understand. 
yeah. what you were and saying. May, and, and maybe that's, yeah, maybe that should be the, the, the first part. I, I think we're, we're talking about something much larger about black quarterbacks and that, that, you know, when you really look at black quarterbacks, now if you roll out the gate like a Russell Wilson or Sean Watson or Mahomes or, or Lamar, you know, people, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you're great. Now, it's, it's all pro or nothing. Well, most great white quarterbacks, they developed over time. They made mistakes. But what we find yeah. in benefit sports and media, right, they gave benefit and doubt. We're going to work through that. But what we find in sports media, the white quarterback is judged on the quarterback they could become, and the black quarterback We're is judged seen. on the quarterback they are at that moment. So when Bill Polian, for the respected GM for decades, says, look, I want to remove Lamar Jackson to a wide receiver, okay, before even giving him the chance to see what he can do, we have to ask ourselves the question, over the decades, how many Lamar Jacksons or close to Lamar Jackson have been removed to wide receiver without giving the chance because in a league full of Bill Polians? And I would argue the same dynamic that hurts dual threats black QBs also hurts the gunslinger. We've never seen the gunslinger black QB who could throw and make interceptions and work through it except one person in history, and that was Warren Moon. Warren Moon had a rough three years. He got past it, and then he was his Hall of Fame self. But we don't see the black gunslinger. We see the conservative McNabb and Mr. Rod Taylor and uh, uh, people who hold on to the ball and stay, keep it close because if you sling it, you might be out of the league real soon. Yeah, what did you what would you call them that from the school of uh, Donovan McNabb? Just take care of the ball. <laughs> okay. Just just yeah. take care of the ball. ball you don't, you ball. don't have the luxury to make them stay. So so if you look at the top ten and lowest interception rates that ever, you got Tyrod there, you got Dak there, you got you got Russell Wilson there. You know, black guys don't ball. have the luxury because they're, that that interception is going to be on YouTube and it's going to be on Twitter and it's been social media. 17,000 times, so it'll make it seem like there were 10 interceptions instead of one. Uh, this is B. Austin. I want to say it was a, a beautifully written article, um, and where we agreed was when you arrived at that conclusion because it's something yeah. that I think I've been saying, or, and, and I may even go as far as we. I don't want to speak for my brothers, but we have been saying for years it really starts – in the high school ranks where you have, let's call it what it is. You have white coaches and some Mm non-white coaches that will take a black athlete, put him at quarterback. And he's such a tremendous athlete that they can win, but they never teach him the nuances of the position. He's not coached the same as, as his white counterpart. He's just an athlete with a strong arm fast legs we don't even get into whether or not the iq is there and then you move up the ladder to college and over the last 20 years 25 years we've seen things change to where you know that dual threat quarterback can be accepted accepted in the collegiate ranks and then they get to the nfl and the smart ones quote unquote and i hate using that term but the smart ones know i can't turn this rock over because if I turn the ball over and I'm a dual threat QB, they're going to say I'm a dumb jungle bunny who shouldn't be at the position. So I'm going to just, I'm going to be very conservative. I'm going to use my legs and I'm not going to be all that I can be as a QB. I'm going to use my athleticism where I can, but I'm going to be super conservative 
we see in Jameis, we see in Jameis a lot of things. Um, so I, I agree with the premise. I, I, I took issue with the example of Jameis, but we'll get into that a little later in our conversation. Um, I think we've been saying for years, teach these kids, teach these young brothers the nuances of the position and you'll see them flourish. And I think that thing, the tide is changing a little bit, but it's still in 2019, Lamar Jackson has to live with people asking him when he's ready to convert to wide receiver. So that's right to where we still are. Um, my issue with Jameis is is more so him specifically, more so than than the overarching premise of of, of your argument. And speaking of that, B, let me let me um, ask Modi this because uh, somebody on our page earlier, his point was more to who Jameis is as a person. He said Peyton Manning was a renowned leader. <laughs> he threw a joke in there. He said Winston eats W's and is probably generally hated in the locker room for holding his teams back on the field. You know, that's not true. Listen to Chris Godwin this week. Chris Godwin Mm -hmm. was singing his praises, talking about he's a leader in the locker room. People speak glowingly of him in the locker room. He was going to bat for him hard. And that these are, these are myths that are, that are being um, said. Yeah. So this is just not true. If you speak to the, go ahead. And all I want to say, Modi, is I just want to chime in real fast. This is Jimmy, by the way. I just want to chime in and say that um, I agree with your article. I don't even have anything to really uh, debate you with your article. I just want to say I appreciate your article. I've been making this argument. But what your article did for me personally is as I was reading it, it made me think. And, and you know, because sports, we always talk about how sports is a microcosm of the world. And what you said that was interesting is is how they're judged. They're not judged on potential. They're judged on what they've done. And if you're if you're like you know Patrick Mahomes, you're at the top of the food chain. You're looked at one way, but if you're not necessarily at the top of the food chain, but you're a person that has potential, or you know, say even a, a, a middle of the road type guy, you're judged different. As a black man, I can tell you, that's not just football. When you see in yeah. society, right, you know, a, yeah. you, you see how they prop up certain people and will point to certain people as this is the way you have to be. But you don't get the same benefit of the doubt as a black man if you're not, say, a Barack Obama to see just to pick someone because that's the person you like to throw in our face. Or if you're not, yeah. you know, one of these overachievers, you still don't get the benefit of the doubt. The article made me think about this on a whole deeper level because it's not just <clears throat> quarterback. This is life. Yeah. Well, it's a metaphor. Yeah. Well, first of all, Jim, great to hear from you. B. Austin, great to hear from you. Deb, great to hear from you. Let me just put that out there. Um <laughs> Yes, I focus a lot on black quarterbacks and black coaches. A lot of my writing, a lot of my articles are on NFL putting them out. And these are leadership positions. These are um, mm-hmm. uh, black men being judged by white owners, by white GMs, by white media, 90% white male media, white fans, and being assessed and being misassessed and, and misjudged. So the reason yeah. a lot of times I focus on this is just what you just said, Jimmy. This is a metaphor. So if, if you can have every statistic at your disposal and, and say – James Winston is the fifth quarterback in NFL history to, to throw for 5,100 yards. And that alone, that alone, uh, plus actually knowing that throughout history, um, quarterbacks cut down on their interceptions. A ton of Hall of Famers have cut them out after five years, after four years, after seven years, a ton of them. If we have this at our disposal, 
Why wouldn't we want to see what comes next? Why would we judge it then? So if we have the scats, when you're in the boardroom, when you're, uh, if you're a black person in America, in corporate America, we don't even have the stats. And, and every day there are going to be old Philip Rivers getting a job over you that don't deserve it because Jacoby Brissett wasn't judged on his 5-2 and two record when he was healthy with all his healthy receivers. He's judged when his receivers were but Jim, but Jimmy, But Jimmy Garoppolo was. But, right, right. 5-0. and oh, He went five wins and he went. So what we're looking at is that if we can't make the case that we have all the data that is backing the black coach or the black quarterback, you know, like a, 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 then what does that mean for every black person in corporate America where you don't have stats like that? What does that mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's racial a, it's discrimination a, every day. It's a great, it's a great, great point. And, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a conversation that we, as America, uh, there's a certain segment of the population that is either uncomfortable with continuing to have that conversation, or they're so used to controlling the narrative and seeing things from their perspective that they're irritated that the conversation continues to come up because they can say, oh, there's a Barack Obama, or they can say, oh, there's a Patrick Mahomes. Oh, there's a Dak Prescott. Oh, there's, you know, this one or that one. There's a Russell, there's a Russell Wilson. And if you peel the layer on the onion back even a little further, there's certain attributes about Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott that are disarming to that to that institution where yes. you know their interpretation is, oh, they're just they're black men in quarterback. Well, there's a certain things about them. You don't characterize them as the type of Negro that is threatening to you. And so you're mm-hmm. okay with them because they're, you know, they're, they're diet, the diet version. Yeah, so that's, that's another, that's another conversation to, to, to have. James, James is far more representative of the field Negro in their opinion, as opposed to the house Negro. I'll jump in with you want me to jump in with some stats, some just key stats people should know. Yeah, go ahead, good. Sure. Start with some stats because let, I, let I have some stuff that I want to bring up from my perspective and also from some other people that wrote some stuff on there. Because first of all, this is this is like when when you first presented the topic to us, like I wanted to be able to have some pushback on some points. You know, because for the people that don't know, like, our relationship with Modi started, I mean, really, we were in a sports bar in Toronto, and uh, Modi and Jamel Hill was arguing against me and B. Austin about Donovan McNabb. Like, we had some very big disagreements about Donovan McNabb and what he was as a Philadelphia Eagle. So, you and know, I this, this goes way that back. Night. I want to apologize um, right now. <laughs> but, Modi, no, really, uh, this... This article is so well written because when when the when the topic is presented and you have some stuff like okay I got some stuff for that but then you look into the article and see like well damn he addresses that and then you go farther and you realize that the the conclusion that people will jump to when they see what you're talking about is not the point that comes you know the first point that comes to their head like most people are just thinking you're trying to say that he's Peyton Manning. And that yeah. 
the pushback on that kind of goes out of the window if you read farther and you realize that that's not the point that you're actually making. Now, back to this whole leadership thing, because it's it's difficult to, to... to judge leadership from where we sit. You can't quantify that. No, but but here's what we can quantify. Mm -hmm. What I am saying, and Tony Dungy said it before me, um, is Tony Tony Dungy actually said it, and and I heard him say it in the radio a week earlier, and I said, you know, let me me check the stats. Let me go to football, that reference. And I'm like, wow. After five years, it's identical. And I mean identical. Let's go deeper. So Tony Dungy inspired me to, to, to do it. And the more I went deeper, I learned so much just through the research. One of those articles where you think you're going to do it in a day, and then you keep finding new research and you're spending days. You're like, wow, wow, wow. And, you know, you found out it's actually much more than that, that, that people don't realize that um, he's in the Bruce Arian system. We know you're going to have inflated interceptions in the Bruce Arian system. And that there are a whole number of quarterbacks who would have had 30 interceptions had they thrown it 626 times like Winston. Right. That includes Peyton. That includes Favre. That includes Eli Manning. That includes Big Ben. The year after his Super Bowl includes John Elway, Warren Moon. They just didn't throw it 626 times. And, and not only that, none of those people threw 30 touchdowns in those seasons and none of those people had even 5,000 yards and none of those people have had 4,000 yards in those seasons and now, now, yeah, so uh, Modi, a lot of data Modi we would be we would be remiss if we didn't go ahead and and attack this from the other side of the argument you got it. Um, Do it. again Do it. I, I can't I can't tell, thank you enough for taking the time to write it publish it mm-hmm. get it out there defend it because I think the premise um, is spot on I, I do question the example, and there's sure. a couple of things, and because and, I'm Dev, the point you just made is beautiful because I was all locked and loaded, and when I read the article, I was like, wow, he debunks a great deal of of my rebuttal. <laughs> you uh, to him, but it, yeah, I, I'm like, damn, I don't even want to be, I don't want to be a sellout battling James on this, but um. <laughs> You know what? And you don't I, want to I be do, the guy I that do. Modi has to say, well, go to paragraph five, sentence three, and that <laughs> answer the question. You don't want to be that guy. So, so one, of the things, one, of the, one of the things that stands out for, for, for Jameis, I, I want to throw a few stats out there, uh, particularly around the interceptions with that yeah. season. 25 of those picks were thrown with a clean pocket, meaning he was not under duress. Yeah. He was not under pressure. He just tossed a pick. 23 yeah. within one possession. So he gets on the field and he tosses a pick immediately. Um, 22 while targeting wide receivers, 19 when trailing, um, yeah. which we can get because if you're down, you got to throw the ball and defenses are set uh, against that. 17 of those picks were in the red zone. Um, 17, I'm sorry, not red zone. 17 were against zone defenses, 13 yeah. against man. 13 against blitzes, 11 picks on third down, 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, he had the record seven interceptions uh, for TD, which is the most ever in the NFL. Yeah. The, the yeah. clean pocket stands out most to me because if you're not under duress, you know, and I had a chance to look at some of the all 22 film of him, not a yeah. lot of it, not a lot by by any means, but, but some – and what what concerned me with the 25 clean pocket picks was mm-hmm. it, it appeared to me that he's not as adept at reading coverages. 
you know, and, and so to your point, not to even debunk my own, you know, rebuttal, but some of these things are a function of coaching and can be coached up. And mm-hmm. so if you do have the potential uh, there to throw for over 5,000 yards, you want to work with that as opposed to cast it off on the trash heap. But yeah. the picks are disconcerting. And the fact that he has problems reading the field, processing uh, information, you know, maybe that comes from not being coached up, but it certainly is there. You know, he hangs well, in the pocket a little long. He misses open reads. He processes you know the field I mean? a little slow and he misses reads coverage. And the ironic part I'm, about this is Jameis is a black quarterback and he doesn't really want to run. So, and a yeah. lot of those clean pockets, maybe he could get out of there, but Jameis has always been a, a quarterback, a passer. And stand and deliver. Remember, yeah, you and I were big on well, Jameis yeah. in the draft. I didn't even think that Marcus Mariota deserved the attention, the comparison to Jameis. I didn't even think, like, you know, when they were saying, well, Marcus could go first. I, like, I didn't think there was a chance, and I, I don't understand why it was even an argument. And I think that's even been proven in all of this. But I think you know what? Of course, what people are going to look at is now we're comparing them to the big dogs, one of the bigger dogs, so, one of the biggest. Dogs. But I, I would like to. I'd like to do that mm-hmm. though. I'd like to do that. I mean, if you're asking me personally, my feeling, my feeling is Peyton Manning's the ceiling, and Brett Favre's his floor. I believe that, and I know you think I'm crazy for <laughs> believing that. Don't give me. I think Brett Favre is beneath that's the floor, but that's either here or there. And, and, Brett, and that's not a bad floor to Brett Favre. Jimmy, Jimmy, and Brett Favre has Jimmy the like Brett. most interesting career because I, I really studied for three days interceptions of every single Hall of Famer, their patterns. And no one quite has a pattern like Brett Favre. Like on any given year, he could stop 25, right? And right. then the next year he could throw 13. And there was just no rhyme. Everyone else had a, a bit of a trend. Maybe Eli didn't. Everyone had a bit of a trend or they tapered off. They got older. And not Brett Favre. He, he Your name is trend is just, just, I'm just going to throw more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, Joe Namath actually increased. Yeah, Joe, Joe, Namath is the, Joe Namath is probably the most overrated QB in the Hall of Fame, bar none. He, 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 he is. is. In football. Well, you know, I stepped right? out. This was originally four, like this could have been four thousand words if I got into the weeds instead of two thousand, and I took a lot out. And one of the pieces on the seventies. When you're talking about Namath and 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 Bradshaw and Ken Stabler, these are interception machines. These are people who average. Yeah. Put it this way. Let me let me put this in perspective. This year, uh, um, um, Jameis Winston averaged a four point eight interception rate. Bradshaw Namath. And Stabler averaged four, 5.4 to 5.9 for their entire career. For their career, they, they, would, they would have thrown. They would have thrown 40 if they threw 626 times. They would have thrown 45 or 50 interceptions. Just so you know what we're dealing with historically. I didn't want to kill everyone's hero in the same article, you know. But it was. It, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> awful. Um, but but I, I, I do want to uh, hear. I, I heard the uh, stats, and I want to talk about some of them. Um, particularly when you get into certain statistics. The first one, I, and I did dismiss in the article, the, there's no relationship to pick sixes. I mean, he uh, um, um, and future pick sixes. No. So he yeah. threw one, he averaged yeah. one pick six per year, and then it turned to seven. Because sometimes it's intercepted and they return it, and sometimes they don't. Peyton Manning had six one year. That's the he broke. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. So I wouldn't 
in the six next year, there's going to be in that year over. Peyton did it. I think he might have had like three in a day in one game or something like that. It was yeah, something crazy. it's just it's just yeah. it's a, a lot of luck. So it's a freak here. stat. So let me throw that out with any quarterback. It's a freak stat. It's a freak stat. Yeah. But you mentioned some very important stats, and I think they 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 deserve some the clean, attention. The clean, and I appreciate the clean that. pocket. The clean the pocket. pocket Let's talk concerns. about this for a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, when you listen to Chris Godwin speak, and when you listen to a number of things Bruce Arians said during the year particularly when you're in a Bruce Arians office and he's like, Bruce Arians is basically like sling it down the damn field. And he has a quote in there. He says, and if you don't sling it, I don't care if two people are on you. I'm going to yell at you, sling it. So when you see Bruce Arians, it's usually you judge a Bruce Arians quarterback by year three. That's where Carson Palmer had his great season after his interception high. So there's a process that needs to go on. So here's what else happened. Um, You have Reed. And Chris Godwin said, a lot of my interceptions, they were, on, they were on me or they were on other people. And that when you're learning a new system and, you're, and particularly when you have a lot of new coordinators like a Winston, I feel bad for Mariota on that point as well. And you're going to have times where yeah. a receiver's supposed to be a certain place and they weren't. And, 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 and even Godwin said, there were like seven, eight of them, they were on us. They weren't on him. So when you understand that part, that you know that some of those interceptions, just with working in the same offense, in time disappear. And I want to tell you a stat I found that's not in the article, just through the research. There are two people who defied their, their um, era. And in the 70s, everyone was slinging it. Uh, um, that would make uh, Winston look conservative. But Roger Staubach defied all of them. And he had a 3.7 um, rate, which is high today, but was, was low then. And then in the 80s, you know, Marino's slinging it. He's throwing a lot of interceptions. Uh, um, uh, people are throwing interceptions. It's not a big deal. But Joe Montana has a steady 2.6 rate throughout his entire career, very similar to today's quarterback. So my appreciation for both Staubach and Montana went up great. But I want to add something, and this is a future article I'm going to write. I'll just let you know right now. They had the same coaches their entire career, the same system, entire career. Montana had Bill Walsh all at the beginning and then stayed with the same system. Starback had Tom Landry, stayed with the same system. And then I started looking at when do people ha- have bumps. John Elway has an inexplicable, inexplicable bump in his, like, like ninth, tenth year where he's, he was sort of conservative. And then he goes to a 5.4 rate out of nowhere, 2.7, 2.7 rate, 5.4 out of nowhere. Well, what New happened offense. in that year? He had a new offensive coordinator, uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then they got rid of him after the year, and then um, Jim Fossil came in. But it was a one-year offensive coordinator. He didn't mesh with it. He threw some interest. And this is John Elway, like Hall of Famer after 10 years. And when you start to look into the weeds, you find out when people have these spikes, they had a new coordinator, they went into a new system, they weren't ready. So what does that mean for a guy like Winston, who should have been with, with Lovey Smith, in my opinion, who, who was taken away as his coach after the first year, who, who, who he liked, and now he's going to go on his fourth coordinator in five years. Are we factoring that into our that, equation? That, yeah, that, 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 definitely, that definitely has to be accounted for and, and is a very valid point. I would even go to Joe Montana, and as great as he was, because I think Joe is, is – definitely at the table of gods shout out to jimmy's uh great work um but at the table of gods we you know we we don't say there's a there's a number one or all encompassing alpha but there's a group of guys that that could vie for that spot marie um marino and and montana are definitely there but i can tell you that joe montana cannot throw a football further than most of us on this podcast right now (laughs) so if you can't throw throw the ball that far 
He's very accurate. So yes. he's not even he's not even taking the shots down the field that a Jameis Winston is going to take oh, sure. with confidence. And it, and and I compare that to uh, sure. one of the things that we Nobody always talk about in, 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 in <laughs> basketball. Thing, except for Brett. But but no no real real quick in in basketball we say if I can shoot then I'm going to take a higher degree of difficulty shot, i.e. Kobe. Kobe took some shots, not, and his shooting percentage wasn't really reflective of who he is as a shooter. It's that shooter I believe that I can make these shots that no one else yeah. can make. And I would yeah. say Jameis is one of those quarterbacks that believes that he can make throws that other QBs can't. So, you know, comparing him to a Joe Montana. But he was also yeah, encouraged yeah. by Arians because he had a 3.5 interception rate leading up, and then it rises to 4.8. And that's all Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians saying, sling it, sling it, sling it, and I don't care. Just keep slinging it. We're going we're gonna to fix mm. this later. And, and um, here's my thing. I think I, that's really I just important. Say, I just want to say that some of the guys, when you look at the whole idea of Bruce Arians in the system, um, and, and like you said, that third year is when the, it was when the actual change happens. And to me, that's the bigger point. He didn't even get a chance to get to his third year with Arians. Yeah. So yeah. even if I take well, everything brain. that you say, even if I take everything that you say, be Austin, as sure. fact. Yeah. If his name was Paxton Winstonburg, would he still would he still be quarterbacking there, or would he be looking <laughs> for a job? That's the that to me is the, the bigger point. Because did they really upgrade by getting Bridgewater? Is that an upgrade? Well, not Bridgewater. Uh, they got Brady. They got Brady. That was a money grab. That was a money grab. That might be the Glazers. I mean, they got Brady. The they got Brady. Brady's washed anyway. Brady's yeah. washed anyway. But when Bridgewater yeah, but they, gets they, the job, going right? The, that might be the Glazers when Bridgewater, trying to get millions. Bridgewater that might be the gets the job. Is yeah. Bridgewater better than Jameis? That's the point I meant to make. Is Bridgewater better than Jameis? No. Um, no. N- no, they're just very different. One's a very conservative quarterback. One's a sling. But exactly. that, that goes to your point. That goes yet. to your point of having to be the conservative, the conservative guy yeah. in order to, yeah. you know, maneuver around his league. But when if, he, if his name was Paxton, he wouldn't have to be a conservative guy. No, he wouldn't. You're absolutely right. And that's the whole thing. I don't believe we're having any of this conversation or, or if Jameis is white. I, no, we're not. We're, we're looking at the 5,100. That's what everyone's talking about. What can we do? If we cut those interceptions so, so, in half, like Warren so, Moon did. So, so to sum, so to sum this up, the reality is you have Jameis Winston who does this and gets fired, and then you have the dude in Detroit who does this and keeps a job with you know spectacular mediocrity. <laughs> right, right. Staff, Stafford's, okay. Stafford's another Stafford. guy. Well, Stafford's another guy after his fifth year. His interceptions went down. Jim Caldwell went down. Actually, Jim Caldwell would be the perfect coach for Winston because wherever called, Caldwell brought Peyton's interceptions down after his his fifth year. Then then what happened is Caldwell brought Stafford's interceptions down, and that's his specialty. He also as offense coordinator won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. His he's very meticulous on cutting down mistakes. It's the most it's the most fixable QB mistake there is. It comes with time. It comes with, with um, improvement. It comes with um, familiarity with receivers. So for me, when, when someone says he can't fix it, when, when there's a, a whole array of uh, Hall of Famers who did fix it, I'm, I'm hearing racism. I hate to say it. I'm hearing, why do you think the, the black guy who threw 5,100 yards can't when I just named 10 Hall of Famers who did fix it? I've got a problem with your analysis, and it's hard yeah. for me to have a different reaction than race. It really mm-hmm. is. And, Moe, and, and, I, and I just want to make one more point real quick, real quick, Dan. Mm-hmm. I just want to make one quick point. And to me, 
when I look at two guys who were number one picks, one with an MVP, now granted they're two different situations, mm-hmm. one like 26 and 131, and they don't have a job, there's no way you can tell me that either one of these guys, no. if they were white guys, would be where they are right now. They're, they're two number, they're number one, they're the number one pick in the draft. One has an MVP, yeah. has been to a yeah. Super Bowl. The other guy threw for 5,100 yards, and they don't have a job. Like, it, doesn't make no. any sense to me. There's, it's all pro or nothing. And the, in the, NFL. the, now we're, the now funny we're thing about that discussion. point, Jim, I'm, I'm actually more surprised at the other guy rather than the MVP guy. Like at, with the MVP guy, people can try, you know, they might be able to point to the injuries that he's had over the past couple of years as to a reason why it's taken so long. But this other dude is healthy. Shit, just got his eyes fixed which I always thought was yeah. an issue for Jameis Winston back, you know, in the college days when he used to be on the sideline squinting to see the big board. Um, you know, I used to always wonder, like, does he wear contacts? Is, is he doing something about this? Or I'm not going to let this linger? I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you that it's more, it's more shocking for Jameis. What I'm saying oh, no, is no, yeah. if, you take, if you take their entire resumes, their age, what they've done thus far, and you, you change one thing, of it. which is their race, <laughs> if you change that, it's no way. It's no way that they're dealing with what they're dealing with. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that perfectly. I have a question for all of you guys, back to the whole leadership thing, because sometimes I think leadership, as far as what the actual player does and respect level, I think they might get, you know, all mucked in together, and they, some, in some cases they probably can't. Do you guys think that, players respect Jameis and say I guess we have to use Peyton Manning because I don't I don't really know that story either like I don't know how they treated Peyton Manning on the sideline for his first five years but let's just let's just go with that since somebody out here decided to say Peyton is a renowned leader do you guys think with all the stuff that Jameis has gone through and, and all you know off the field and his stuff you know never anything super nothing criminal malicious or anything like that he's just always gone through things where i think people looked at him as being a little bit immature you know especially having to be the leader of men playing that position do you think maybe players look at that and even though he might be trying as a leader he might come across as a great leader do you guys think people respect him in the same way that they respected a a peyton manning back then did they respect Big Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, because we don't – maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't, you know. And, and Jimmy, you know, because people like to throw the whole Roethlisberger thing, like he, how early he won a Super Bowl. Ben Roethlisberger didn't have much to do with that first Super Bowl. He really didn't have much to do with that first Super Bowl. He was a decent young game manager was who was thrown into manager. a situation where he had a great team around him. Well, he eventually became more than that. He actually became much more than I no, thought just, he would ever no, I was, become. I was just saying that but, because of, you know, the whole off-the-field type situations where – No, no, you know, and that, no that but for me – No, that, that, that's definitely looked at differently. But for me, like, Ben Roethlisberger is still a good – even if we're not talking about exactly what you're talking about, he's still a good barometer because he came in and won early. And that might be – you know, you might start getting respect outside of your organization because of that, because a lot of people out here who are sports fans, all they look at is, oh, he won. He won a championship, this and that. But I'm like, he's a young quarterback 
I'm pretty sure everybody on that roster kind of knew, like, yo, we were ready to do this regardless. And he was and he, just good enough to hold the manager. ship afloat. Can I say this Ben Roethlisberger point? Because this is a huge point here. Um, Ben Roethlisberger won the Super Bowl in the the second season. And and then uh, Jerome Bettis leaves. And Jerome Bettis was grinding it out back then. He retires. And now Ben has to throw more. And interestingly, Arians is wide receivers coach in this next year. And he throws a whole lot more. And in that year, he has his highest interception rate of his career, higher than Wentz this year. And if you extrapolate for 626 throws, he has a 30 interception year, Ben Roethlisberger does. And so there was some shifting going on. And what the difference is, is what we find when you add a run game, as you had before, particularly a grind that you lose Bettis, now you got to make plays and it changes. So we found with, with Peyton Manning, when with Edron James, he was 35 and 17. When without Edron James, he was 7 and 21. So Edron was knocking out these TDs before he tore his ACL, uh, and it had a huge impact. If you give Jameis Winston a ground game, he hasn't had a 1,000-yard rusher since, since his rookie year then I think what you're going to see is a lot of those INTs go down. A lot of those wins go up. We have to look at the whole thing. And we didn't even talk about defense. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. But you know what? I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily think think either one of them have been blessed with a great defense, but I think, I think the counter argument to that though, Modi is if you turn the rock over twice a game, you're already putting your defense in a bad position, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and we can, and we can say, we can throw it up in the air as to who's more responsible Arians or Jameis Arians told Jameis fire away. So a part of that goes on the coach, but how, if your defense is bad and you're putting them on the field, two extra times, two extra possessions, that's an indictment of your offense. As yeah, but if your, defense, if your defense isn't giving up a bunch of points, you're not coming from behind and throwing interceptions either. So, I mean, chicken egg. But the defense but has been my, bad for my, five years. The defense has been bad for five years, though. I mean, let's my point is My point is. is this, though. The one thing I recognize also about the article is I think that it's also because of the fact that you said Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning has a bunch of sickle fans and a lot of people who think he's the greatest ever. Um, but that's either here nor there. But – so that name is triggering to a lot of people as well. He's like, he's like, he's like the, uh, he's the, he's the, he's the epitome of like the homegrown white boy quarterback. So just using it's his what name. What the data says. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, listen, I agree with you, but I'm just telling you that yeah. that's, that's triggering to a lot of people because yeah. oh, Peyton yeah, Manning yeah. is like, yeah, he, he's, 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 but that, you to, and like, that's the thing. And Jimmy knows this about me. He knows it's different. He knows that I happen to think, and it took me a long time to, to admit it. I happen to think Peyton Manning is the greatest quarterback of all time. But the comparison, the, 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 the comparison isn't triggering to me, though, because I listen to the details. I understand what he's trying to say. And Peyton Manning, the, the way I feel about, you know, the way I think about Peyton Manning didn't materialize after five years. So right, we're, we're using up to that point, right? Yeah, up to that point, Jameis deserves to be in that kind of conversation, but the narrative around him is taking him out of that conversation. Now, we all have fun with the 30 for 30 thing, you know, just because it was something slick that you could say, some jokes that you could get off. But even what you wrote about that, that makes sense, too, because the funny thing is 
we're all making fun of this, but the point is the dude threw over 30 touchdowns. But but at the same time, I think the narrative is what it is because I know the conversations that we've had about Jameis here, and I know a lot of other people feel the same way about him. I think the whole 30 for 30 thing is basically like, okay, we know Jameis is talented. We know what he can do. But the but the 30 interceptions, the 30 for 30 thing is the but in the situation. But there's this. Like, Jameis yeah. is going to sling it. Jameis is going to kill people. I think Jameis's greatest game of his career was against my Philadelphia Eagles a couple years back. But um, <laughs> he's had some incredible games. It's always that, that but. So I think the 30 for yeah. 30, I think people hang on that narrative because that's just Jameis. That's, when you think of it, you're like, okay, Jameis has well, skills. Jameis can sling it with the best of them. But Jameis has a little issue where he to, might put his team. Jameis gives, gives it to the other team. Yeah, but to me that's my, lazy my, though because my point is, my point is, and I used to get criticized for this when I used to say, I used to, I used to make this argument years ago, Modi, when not before Jameis was even in the league. I used to tell people that if Aaron Brooks was white, he'd be Brett Favre. And people would like get mad and cuss at me because Brett Favre was their guy. But the fact of the matter is, people only do that to I guys like. I used to think very Brett highly Favre, of Aaron Brett Brooks. very highly of Aaron. Brett Favre was allowed to walk around and throw the ball to the other team as much as he wanted to, and never received the criticism that anybody else does. Yeah. Yo, but your argument, your argument, you know what that is, is, Jimmy. You know how people think. I know what it is. This might not have anything to do with it, but it's all the seed of the Jordan era. As long as you win, you can do anything. You win that one championship, you got to pass. For the rest I of listen, your career, I, I, to do I, crazy I, stuff. I used to think unless that, people think already that, just don't like I think that like only it. applies. That only applies to certain people. If Jameis yeah. was to come out and win a bowl this year and come and then go back to throwing interceptions, he wouldn't get the same benefit of the doubt. And I think that's right, what right. Boils down. That's what this whole thing boils down. No, you're right. Did you did you hear the hate that Lamar was getting just because he had a bad playoff game? Do people know Peyton didn't win his first playoff game till year six and had three of the most horrific playoff games in his first five years? So they well, were making well, excuses for him. Modi, according to Brad Papinga, um, Lamar Jackson is just a, a poor man's Taysom Hill, not the other way around. <laughs> no, I, you know, I saw that. Did you see that? That was so ridiculous. And, but, but you know what hurt my feelings is I got a thousand likes. 2020. No, it was, but it, the, the, what's more ridiculous is it got like a thousand likes or something like that. That's the scary wow. one. Yep. Wow. That's the most ridiculous comment of 2020. And we're going yeah. through a pandemic where people say stupid stuff every day. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, now right. be Austin. Now, be Austin. Be Austin. Oh, I know you're not a Cam Newton guy, but listen to this, this, this hot take that we saw. Some, someone said Cam Newton, if you take away his Heisman Trophy, his MVP, his Super Bowl trip, and all his touchdowns, he's not a winner. If <laughs> you take away everything he's won. If you take away everything Yo, he's won. Yo, shout out to Yogi Berra. Yeah, if you yeah. take away everything, he, he's won. He's not a winner. If you take away Joe Montana sports Super Bowl, he's pretty damn average. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, this, this is the kind of criticism that black This is what we're is. dealing with. It's, it's almost comical. It, it is comical. Yeah, and I, the consistency. I, I agree. I agree. The, the, the consistency is a language of permanence. So, so the, what's happening with Jameis? The lane, his, his interception rate today 
is his interception rate tomorrow. When they talk about Lamar Jackson, they say you can't win that way, a Super Bowl that way. They're making a permanent declaration. When when they say to a black quarterback you can't read defenses, they're making a a declaration that you can no longer improve. Not they need more support, you need better uh, uh, running backs. So this is the language of permanence that is happening with black QBs that's saying it can never happen, but the white QBs, it's not that language. It's what See, if and, we just now, give them ABC. And, and Moda, you know why that burns my – it burns me up even more? It's because, at least here, like, we're equal opportunity with it. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. going to tell you how yeah. much Mitch Trubisky can't read a defense, you know, just as anybody else. But the fact that yeah. they've already made that just a stigma that's like – attached to black quarterbacks, like yeah. it's hard for us to be, you know, it's hard doing what we do when we try to remain objective, no matter who we're talking about. We just try to keep it sports unless we're talking about, you know, a situation like this where we know, you know, the playing field isn't equal, but it, it's difficult because if we do say something that, you know, like when we used to have the whole McNabb thing, like you, you yeah. understood, we were just being objective, especially as Eagles fans. You know, because we probably well, we have way more no invested than a whole lot of Eagles other people. Fan. There's no such thing as an objective. <laughs> we, we've Eagles had every you know we, that, right? We, we, all of you are angry. haters. You're all uh, haters. No, we we have a we have a, a reputation of being haters, but <laughs> but we um, you know, we we try to keep it that way. So what I don't like is if we do say something um unflattering about a black quarterback. That's the only thing certain people notice, but they're not. They're not here for it when we're trashing Trubisky and, and we're trashing, Yo, and, you know. Well, <laughs> it's we, funny because Jimmy and them used to skate, give it to – what's your man from Chicago, Jim, that used to play for your Broncos? Oh, Cutler. Uh, Cutler. And, Cutler. Cutler. Cutler's a piece of trash. <laughs> when, Listen, when Jimmy's sitting here chilling Brett Favre, somebody most people hold in high regard, it's like people don't notice that. But as soon as we say, ah, McNabb used to throw ground balls, then, oh, y'all some sellouts. I'm like, oh, God. Well, first of all, so it, I just want to difficult. bring up the fact that Philip Rivers had no problem getting a job. His his QB rating was in the in in the toilet last year, and he threw twenty something. He threw twenty picks, I think, last year. And neither but did Tom Brady. He, I think he's wild. He was clearly declining. Rivers was clearly. No, I've never seen him wild, make those horrible throws like quarterback. that. I guess Tom Brady yeah. has to get the benefit of the doubt. I, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't. Why Philip Rivers got to get it for my team? Yeah, but I think he. I could justify Brady, not Rivers. You can justify Brady because of his, but know, not Rivers. His his, yeah. his history. Rivers hasn't really, besides statistics. Now I'm not. And, and I'm hold not on, the guy, the guy, I think the Rivers the Colts, has always been a good quarterback. But the guy that the Colts had playing quarterback last year to me was a better fit right now, moving forward. He, than he is better. Brissett like, is better right now. Jim Irsay yeah, wanted so like, like quarterback to get more sales. Period. Jamis Jamis Winston is better right now. So like great. I said, the only one I no, can't my, really my speak point, for is Cam because I don't know what his his shoulders. No, hold on, though, Dev. Winston is better, but Brissett was already there. He was already no, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. No, I'm just talking about if you're dead set on like grabbing a quarterback, like Winston is better. But like you said, Brissett was already there. He was he I like been Brissette. playing well. Brissett has played well. overachieved as far as what they thought he could be in yeah. every stop that he's been at. Yeah. So yeah. Philip, the I reason Philip Rivers has that job is the reason Mitch Trubisky is a starting QB in the NFL right. because no one asked Mitch Trubisky to move the receiver and they should have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one did. No. Oh man. No. 
Oh man! Oh, you're you're, 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 you're right. Mitch does not know what he's looking at. Definitely great work because. Because, like I said, outside of outside of just like you know the quarterback thing, you made me think about this on a on a bigger level. So that's a great piece of work. Um, yeah, and, appreciate know, it. Congratulations, congratulations on a new post with uh, Deadspin too. Because I know you're going to be uh, put, cranking out some amazing sports articles. Well, I'm going to be writing more because of this coronavirus has sort of uh, um, you know pushed down my normal job to to, to less work, so it'll give me more chance to write. So I look forward to right. it. No doubt. I, I would say I would say the same thing, but I got three children under the age of eight in the house. So, I, <laughs> so being home all the time, I probably have less time to do other things than I would have. Because I thought about that too. I'm like, I was, you got quarantine. You got quarantined in the more. You got quarantined in the more work. I'm sitting I'm like, let me let me call Jimmy because maybe I could finally crank this book out. And then first couple of days happened, and I was like, who am I fooling? <laughs> I can't even catch Yo, up on all the TV shows everybody else talking about. <laughs> What'd you say? Hey, one, one day, yeah, you man. Gotta, one day, one day you got to invite me on that I, I, I'll make even a um uh, argument that will piss more people off, and that I'm a Geno Smith fan, and I would make the argument as a <laughs> that he had the same. Yes. Oh no. That Drew, now I want to hear this. Drew Brees. I'll send you the article, but you can rip me now. But that's for another day. Right. Hold on, hold on. Let, let us know. You know, you can come on anytime you want, man. So whenever you want to talk about <laughs> yo, that. Yes, yes. Yo, Smith, 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 you know, we don't have anything to talk about now, anyway. So I, we can, I we can make an interesting start. conversation just, just out of Geno Smith. I am all for it. Yes, yes. I would tell you that Geno Smith ain't good. I look forward to it. It's going to take too much time, but I wrote three thirty-three hundred words on how him and Drew Brees had an identical start. Is that yes, already published, published from a, It was published on New York Daily News um, a couple of years ago, um, and I watched all, all right. his tape. I watched tape of all of his games, everything. Yep, hey, yo, send me, send, yo, send me that, a link to that because I want to read that. Send us that, and, and, and then I will we'll, tell you we'll, this. we'll get a date where we can talk about that one. We'll get, give me a date. Because I'll tell you this, a lot of people laughed at me and they sent me the Nick Young face and all that, and I urged them to read it, and they said, <laughs> and, and, right? And then they said, all right, man, maybe I, I, I didn't, maybe I was a little rough on Gino. That 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 article made me reconsider. I had a I'm lot. I'm let you know there. right now, Modi. I'm sending you the Nick Young face through the microphone. So we'll see. <laughs> but hey, Yo, Modi, are you are you are you going to defend? You got a defense for Quincy Carter? <laughs> I, I, I have I haven't analyzed Quincy's career. I can't. I have no drug, drug abuse. Don't even worry drug about abuse. It. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't done the research. Yeah, I go. I go the Jim McMahon. It tells me. Overrated. But let me ask you: What's worse is the is the Nick Young face worse or the Mike Tyson clapping, laughing at you worse? Which is the worst gift to get? The Mike Tyson know, was funny. So Mike Tyson was a little comical. So. Yeah. Oh, oh no! They but, the they way Mike was laughing, Jimmy, that just means he thinks you yeah. are the biggest joke ever. Like he, like, yeah. he was laughing really hard. Like, oh, real no. quick, last point, last point, last point, last point before we, last point, real quick, Modi. Someone in our, uh, in our, in our chat says that um, the shout to Tobias. He says um, no he's one ever man, asked Josh way. Allen. He said nobody. Yeah, he's a Bucks fan, by the way. He said nobody ever asked Josh Allen to move the receiver, and um, he has. That's a touche. And, and that's another Josh guy. Allen even the mold. even though they did what they did this past season, I I don't believe in Josh Allen. I, I don't. I have no belief in Josh Allen. 
But we'll see. Me, you know, we'll see. We'll see. He's a Because you know why? Because he still has a job, so we'll see. Yeah, he's a left. He still has a job, so we'll get to see. Well, Modi, man, right, thanks, Modi. thanks for your time as always, man. And we're gonna stay in touch. Make sure you send me that article, though. Text me that article. I'm gonna send because I love. I'd love to read it. it. So, all right, I'll send it to you. It's it's dense, but it, it it's convincing. But I appreciate you guys having me on. It's it's been too long. Let's do it again soon. No Absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. All, all right, right take it easy, homie. <laughs> all right, Modi. All right, you got it. All right, all right everybody. All right, that is that was Chuck Modiano. Uh, check out his latest article, the one we just had a conversation about. Uh, the Jameis Winston Peyton Manning comparison that is on Deadspin. It was just posted on Friday. You can also see it on our social media platforms, um, Warren Sports Facebook page, uh, Twitter, um, and we'll get it up on the um, IG hey, as well. Yo, I got a question for you, Dev. What do you mm-hmm. think our Facebook page, especially because you know we got the we got the MAGA boys in our Facebook page. What do you think they're going to say if we post that Geno Smith Drew Brees article? Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! That's gonna be worse than than this one. Like, like I told yeah. Mo, I'm, I'm side eyeing him right now until I read that. Um, but no, that's that's the thing. Like, because when we spoke, because I, I I read the beginning of the article, like when you and I, Jimmy, spoke to Modi offline mm-hmm. some days back. Yeah. So I had only read a little bit of it. So I had a lot of, you know, counterpoints that I was ready to make. But then when you actually read the article, like he does address, it's like he wrote it knowing exactly what people were going to say. So it kind of, if you take the time to read it and you take the time to be objective and understand the point that he's driving at, it kind of debunks everything that you think that you could say. So it's like, (laughs) that's why I was so pressed to get other people, you know, because I, you know, I know the type of people we have on our page. Sometimes I wanted to get some some thoughts and opinions and some questions from them, so I could just ask Modi that kind of stuff. Because, yeah. like I said, it, it wasn't the same. Like our our Donovan McNabb conversations, arguments, debates that we used to have with Modi, they were kind of organic. Like he hadn't written a big piece on it, so it was point for point. And we had to kind of craft out the point that each of us were making. And this one, Modi just he ain't leaving you no time for anything. So it was definitely a great article. So if you're giving them the side eye because of the headline, I implore you to go read the article. And if and if you have any what any any ounce of an objective mind, you would kind of see his point. Um, if you don't want to see his point, which many people out there don't want to do, because like we said earlier in the show, we had somebody say. If Jameis Winston wasn't black, this article wouldn't have been written. Not Duh. knowing that you just hit the bingo. Bingo. Exactly. So that tells me you get it, but you don't get it because of the, the tone in which you it. said it tells us that you don't get it. But yes, the author the author will tell you himself if Jameis Winston wasn't black, this article would not, you know, it would not exist. Let's go to the line. We got some people. We got a Bucks fan on the line now. Um I wasn't sure if Tobias wanted to come on and ask Modi something or if he wanted to wait because, you know, Tobias be coming with his own topic. So, <laughs> we <can> wait. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's going on? Tobias got his own topic. Uh, uh, he might not want to get bogged down with, with, with Modi's uh, topic. What's up, man? Roll Tide. Hey, what's good? Hey, that's right. Roll Tide till I die. You know, anyway, <laughs> uh, 
you know, here's Jeff the thing. Sessions. Hey, man, we already, hey. <sighs> you know his middle name is Beauregard? Jefferson Beauregard Sessions? Ain't that the most <laughs> 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 Named after the Confederacy. Yeah, that's the most Confederate name ever. Yeah, that is definitely and, oh, a Confederate middle name. <laughs> yeah. And one of the high schools in my hometown is named after Robert E. Lee, the team named the Generals. My high school went to was Jefferson Davis, the first Confederate president. St. Louis, the thing, every, everybody, Most of the, like, yeah. Virginia has a bunch of schools, too. They got a, you know, where my wife is from, they had a uh, Robert E. Lee, I think it was a middle or elementary school. They had the yeah. Jefferson no, Davis. And the, black, and the black people still played for them, didn't they? Hey, the majority oh. black school. Hey, this what happened, right? Most of the black kids no, named the school after people that what happened is most of the black kids supposed to go to George Washington Carver, but they bust them all to those Confederate schools I named for sports purposes. You catch my drift. We need no, we we naggers on our team. <laughs> and Lost in America. Cook. Yeah. But yeah, I read that article, and I think part of the issue is also we know how the Peyton Manning story ended, and people yeah. can't Look, look that at people, it that way. Yeah, people can't take that out of the equation, and that's what yeah. we're trying also, to tell people. So also, but the biggest you know point being made is there's the bias. Didn't read the article. Is that, brought it to our page. You know Willie G ain't read that article. Shout out to DJ Willie G. <laughs> 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 you know y'all know damn well Willie G ain't read that article. One of the things, one of the things that, that that to your to your point, and it really sort of redeemed me on on Jameis, is Jameis will never have the opportunity to fail and pick himself back up and reach those heights, and that's a, that's that is. A metaphor for black for black for black males in the United States of America. Period. You don't have the opportunity to fail left, fail right, pick yourself up, and keep going. It's like you get one opportunity, and that's it. If you're like George, if you're like George Bush Jr. and you get caught with an ounce of coke, you're done here. He went on to become the president. You go on to become president of of the tier. That's what the point is because. I'm old enough to remember when Manning was out here throwing picks all over the place. And, and, and the talk was completely different than what Jameis is getting now. Like it's, and I guess Bruh. the point Modi was making, it's all about talk about how can we correct this? How can we fix this? Hey, if only he fixes this, then this is what we got. If he fi- like no one, I've never heard one person say, yo, if Jameis can fix his picks, then he'll be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Like, we say it, but on the main they don't even we bring – they don't bring that up at all. But that, but the fact of the matter is that's the stuff they bring. They make excuses for Trubisky. They made excuses for Cutler for damn near a decade. Like he stunk and everybody hated Cutler. <laughs> the team but hated Cutler. If, 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 if he can only fix this, if he can fix this, then Cutler I like can be. Yo, Frank, <laughs> Frank came on here yeah. and told us, like, yo, when you got a quarterback like Jay Cutler, like, come on, man. Like, yeah, that's one of our greatest quotes in nine and a half years. You know what? And, and the thing is also is that uh, I do believe Brady's washed. Uh, Arians look not. 
that you know, you want to move on. Brady's the perfect person because no one's gonna criticize him. And as Shannon Sharp says, no one makes excuses for one player more than they do Tom Brady. Because when he wins, the receivers did nothing, nothing about the defense or the running game. But when they lose, boy, I tell you. But uh, but yeah, and I was true. To the, yeah, because uh, you know, but and that and that was a perfect out right there. It was to get Brady because no one gonna complain. You got Brady now. You got Phillip Rivers or Bridgewater. People be like, well, what the hell? Might as well kept this guy. But yeah. it's like right. it's like society, right? Uh, look at how like Jerry Jones went bankrupt and stuff a couple of times and stuff, and Donald Trump inherited money from his family and Bob Kraft was like the center of the Kraft Corporation that he got his money from, and so so they could swing and miss. We can't swing and miss in business. So so that food truck we running because we know the obvious reason why we don't have wealth, it's why we fail. But at the same time. Look, I always say the things I look at is that, hey, yes, I know this guy stole a ton of picks. I know. Kurt Warner won the damn MVP and made a Super Bowl throwing 22, and he had Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, Isaac King, and Marshall Falk on his team. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, he still and, and so, and then I also say this. The team sucked all these years. Yeah. James, the, the, the game only... where he didn't turn the ball over, they still lost. The game the where he threw a 100 quarterback tonight. rate, he lost more. Only thing I can say about these type of comparisons is is there's still an eye test though. Like yeah. When yeah. and and I and I I'll be honest, I don't even remember this because with Peyton Manning cuz I don't think I was I actually think I watched Jameis more in his first 5 years than I cared to watch cuz I was a Jameis fan. Like me and B had a lot riding on what he did after the draft because we kind of mouthed off about him before the draft. Like we he did that one. <laughs> He was the I one told, I was I told every the, I told everybody the in the world that Marcus Mariota like, would know, be he, carrying James. He's gonna mature off the off the field and he he's gonna be the one that changes everybody's perception about black quarterbacks. So we, we mouthed off a little bit. The, 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 the eye test tells me sometimes though, like I'm watching and I'm like, what was James yo, thinking about there? I like, tell you, I tell you what some of those were. Silly, like, like, I tell you what, yo, yo, he throw and we didn't we didn't call Moody on that. We didn't call life. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't call we didn't call Modi on that. Jameis throws some some picks that you'd be like, you can only throw those if you're an, a complete ass ass or you couldn't see. Like, there's no way that you throw that ball there that's if you like, can actually see. That's why I was like, dead but, but, serious. That's why I was so dead serious when I was like, yo, at this point, I wouldn't even mind if the Buccaneers franchised him. Just to see if this LASIK makes a difference. If Jameis gets a job and he goes somewhere and lights it on fire this year, Tampa Bay is going like Arians are going to feel so crazy because you know what it is. Tom Brady leads them to any kind of success. It's only it's going to be short lived. But if you got a Jameis who sees in 4K now and he and it changes (laughs) what he does, that's years to come. Like he got years left. Real quick, real quick, because I want to fight back that a little bit because, again, and I and I remember, I actually remember Peyton early in his career because I'm, I'm one of these weirdos. I was playing fantasy football in 96. When he came in around like 98, I think 98 or 99 was Peyton's first year. But anyway, 
I watched him play. Dude, it, 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 that, that's why the comparison is so crazy because some of those interceptions were exactly the same. And the thing they would say about Peyton Manning when he threw picks, that was like, yo, what are you looking at? They would say, well, the receiver should have been in that spot. And they would they would make excuses for him that they don't give Jameis. Not saying that, no. uh, you know, um, that's not the – because to me it could be the same thing. Who knows? I don't know. God, I, I think a lot of times, though, when you hear, especially knowledgeable, you know, uh, announcers say stuff like that. Not Stephen A. I, I, I think <laughs> a lot of the times, like, they are right. But we're going to look at it as excuses, especially – you know, if it's somebody that yeah, yeah I, I, no, 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 what I'm saying about is, to call Jimmy I'm on that one. About it. I'm not a lot of times you right see quarterbacks All coming at their receivers, me, and the receivers like on some like my bad type stuff. No, but I, no, I understand what you're saying, though, Jim. My but point it, is the benefit of the doubt. We don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like it's to me, it's just utterly ridiculous. And it's to me, it's not even it's not even plain sight now. And you know what else though? Tom winning, Brady and Philip Rivers are ass now. Winning cures all, no matter you know what, what the reason is. Because even if, even if what Modi says is true, and Peyton won these games because he had Edrin James and might have had a better team around him, even if it's even if that's true, we all know it from watching sports all of our lives. Winning cures all. Winning definitely extends opportunities. So the fact that. Peyton Manning may have had these identical numbers to Jameis Winston. He won. Peyton and his team were, you know, they they, they won more games than what Jameis has won. Yeah, but so had, but, but his leash got a little longer, you, and they again, allowed the him to become likable too. But that's why Tampa, you, that's why you Tampa is not willing to allow Jameis to become what we might think of Jameis yeah. in ten years from now. Yeah. I'm going to keep it 100 with you on, on why I, I rang the towel on Tobias. Man, Dev and I was talking so much smack on uh, on uh, Jameis, and I probably more than Dev, but I told people that by year five, James Winston would be able to buy Marcus Mariota's family, and Marcus Mariota would be carrying his luggage. <laughs> And you when, know why I think he got into most of those, he, those discussions, B? Because Eagles fans were on, Mar- on Mar- Marcus Mariota so hard. And, and, and Mariota you know, they were job. rooting, they were rooting the for Chip Kelly to uproot our whole organization to get this ball. <laughs> you know what? Marcus Mariota cannot hold, hold Jameis' jockstrap, and I'd be angry every time I see that they're both still starting in the league. Jameis let me down, and so, I, you know, I kind of – I was looking at the picks and I'm looking at the decision. I'm like, man, Jameis ain't gonna come around. But it you know is what? it is a function of coaching. It is a function of coaching. You know what? I'll say this because you know a lot of these people on these debate shows don't watch Bucks games because we on the crap TV in the bar. I know, but uh, they keep talking about this. Oh, this defense turned around. They played the Lions on a third string quarterback in one of those games. They split with the Falcons. Yeah, they played the Texans, but we know DeAndre Hopkins sucks when Will Fuller's not on the field. And that's a good job by the Eagles not trading for him for that reason. Uh, and, you know, uh, they don't have a real full on the other side. Yeah. And plus, also, they, they also played a Colt. They played a Colt team with a broke down Jacoby Brissett on his injuries. So, do we, so, and like, it's, we're talking, it's a confirmation bias. You remember how, like, these people in the media and so many Bucks fans still talking about those first two games that Ryan Fitzpatrick played a year, James. And I always say, what the hell happened to the rest of the game? 
Like that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he sucked those games. Yeah. And, and my point is, yeah. Mari Oda still ha- Mari Oda got a job, and he can't move the damn ball. You know, he already yeah. got he already yeah. got a and, job. That's what, and that's the thing. That's why um, right now it's, it's just blatant. It's blatant. Mariota got a job. Philip Rivers, yo, he yo, he's double ass. Tom well, Brady actually, is Mariota got his job taken. <laughs> well, no, he got but he got another job. The, the Raiders, they, the want Raider. to, the, what, they want him to the Raiders. The Raiders signed. He's gonna start. They want him to. The Raiders said they want him to fight for the starting job against Derek Carr. They took his big contract and they said they want him to be a starter. So it's yeah, like he no already got a gig. <laughs> Yo, no one, no one asked Marcus Mariota to be a receiver. Yeah, about to Derek Carr, not what he was three years ago. But these white quarterbacks be like failing forward, cause they fail forward. Mariota ain't white. Get money. (laughs) (laughs) No, they both got y'all got a Super Bowl, but he keep getting jobs. Chase Daniels made like fifty million dollars just holding the clipboard, and uh, and Bruce Arians out here making a lot of money. Hey, get this. Nick Foles is where I'm gonna have to stop you. You know it ain't no Nick Foles slander around here. Yeah, I know. Nick, but but no. hey, but y'all Foles made the right decision. Everything though. he gets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but get this. Y'all hey, y'all didn't enjoy my. He's not getting enough. He's not but, getting but, enough. They need to pay him more. Hey, Jack, but you know, give him but more starting job. Talking about coach. But you guys, you guys were talking about coaching, right? You guys were talking about coaching. You guys were talking about coaching and everything, right? The numbers point out that Jameis was actually pretty damn good on play action and moving and moving the pocket. Well, you, well, you got a running back that you can't find on the waiver wire. Can't help play action with Tom Brady yo. loves as well. But hey, also, yo, Bruce Arians did want Jameis to move. He wanted him stand in the pocket. So, yo, why are you not letting him do what he does out, better? I just want to point out that the Steelers are running back. Um, they, they they got Mason Rudolph and Duck Rogers. Maga Rudolph. Maga Rudolph, oh, get Mag- it right. Ma- Ma- Maga Rudolph and Duck Rogers, they running them back. They're like, yo, we'll Big Ben come back or not, we got we got two other quarterbacks they pay us. Like Oh like it, 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 people keep talking about it's like now, you know, they said it's honestly if I was the father of Jameis Winston, I would try to hop on a good team and be a backup. Don't go to Jacksonville, they'll kill your career. Don't go to the Chargers because the coach don't want anybody to turn the ball over. He wants conservative Tyrod Taylor. Nice guy and all, but He's like Kirk Cousins, third and ten, gonna throw the four yard pass. But, uh, but 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 back up on just a good team or a team with a franchise quarterback. I think uh, it's different. I mean, you know, some teams are actually good without a franchise quarterback. I guess that could have been like the Titans last but, year. Yeah, you know but, maybe but see, you know, the Titans. I don't think they'll be really married to Tannehill. If you have a Jameis backing them up, Tannehill gets hurt and Jameis comes in and lights it up takes this good team farther than they even went last season, yeah, then I think he could be in that mix. I don't think they'd yeah, be married. Michael Lombardi. I heard Michael Lombardi talk. He, asked, he put us on a Twitter. He was like, would you rather have Jared Goff at his $35 million, Cam Newton on a look and see, or Jameis Winston on a look and see? And a lot of people are like, well, fuck. I said, excuse me. I'll take Jameis. Because <laughs> think about this, right? Jared Goff thinks. We know that, right? The guy can't yeah. even call to play himself by the coach talking, telling the whole thing. And so the problem is you got a talented guy like Jameis or Cam Newton, and you got a mediocre quarterback in front of him. The locker room going to be like, why the hell are we still having this guy running exactly. out here? Jared Goff, is a, Jared Goff is a two-pack of ass. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I know you, gotta, I know you guys got to run, but I'll say this real quick. For the folks who say the team like Jameis, well, I'll tell you who likes him. 
Adam Humphreys got a nice deal with the Titans. Cam Bright, the tight end, came off the street and got a nice contract. Chris Godwin about to break the bank of the third-round receiver because of this guy. And Brashad Perriman, who bounced around two teams as a first-round bust, uh, got a nice, got, got a one year at eight million from the Jets. So, if you're a receiver, hey, don't go to the <laughs> Yo, guy everybody got paid, but Jameis, everybody That's got paid. Rashad Perryman got paid so much that the Jets cut somebody that I think is better than him to sign him. Jameis yeah. got him paid, boys. And, and see, and see, and that, and see, here's the thing, and I always say this. It's all, like we, I've been saying it for years. Look where you go. Russell Wilson came in and didn't have to lead the team or be the savior. He had a legion of boom and Marshawn Lynch. Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a year and had Andy Reid as a, as a coach. Uh, who else? Lamar Jackson was the stable Baltimore, and they tailored their whole offense around hit what he does well. So, so we got look at some of these quarterbacks. They want them to do things that they don't do well. Like even Buffalo's doing it with Josh Allen, but they probably closing their eyes every time he throws the ball because he can't hit the ocean standing <laughs> in it. And, and, and that's a win and go. Because here's the thing with him: they got a decision to make on him. He's, he's in year three. They got a decision to make on him. Are they gonna pay him all that money? Or look uh-huh. around and try to find somebody else. Who? Josh Allen from the building. He's Josh in year Allen three in Buffalo. Uh, they're have to make a decision on him in a year. Are they going to want to pay him who's super limited throwing the ball? Yeah, he or bad. look at somebody else. And just because actually, he's in the playoffs, I don't agree with y'all with with golf. I wouldn't put him in the two pack of ass category yet. He didn't want he didn't have, have, in twenty nineteen. He didn't have what he did in twenty eighteen, but he still. You know, I'm I'm gonna be fair. If I'm gonna sit here and defend Jameis, I'm I'm gonna oh. like it's not I, that. Was hey, I didn't say golf I didn't say I didn't say golf was a two pack of ass. He a half yeah. a pack. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jamie said two pack. But when you pay him thirty five million dollars, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is he a thirty they made a mistake of paying oh, him yeah. I mean, million. that's what they're doing. They're paying a lot of these young dudes too much too soon. So of course in comparison to his contract there's a problem. You weigh them out. Right. Because if you look at golf, if you want to do the what we just did with Modi, if you just want to look at his numbers and stuff, ain't nothing about his numbers that tell you that he's ass, and ain't nothing about the success they've had over the past three seasons well, that would tell you he was ass. To use, to use my Devin phrase. I'm going to be fair on that me, one. I can't defend My eye tests tell me that he ass. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't Yo, know what and, your and, eyes been watching, but. I think Yo, my eyes he was starting my like eyes as soon as the Rams started to 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 go down a little bit. I mean, you know, it's how it is. Quarterback, they are, they're, they're about to go down because they're in salary cap yeah. hell. They don't have a first round pick for the next three or four years. Once the running game wasn't doing what it did before, his assness came out. It's he cannot cool. play in cold weather. We we can say that, and he still. Threw for 4,600 yards, 22 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Well, what, 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 like, what, 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 Numbers as gaudy as famous, but I, I can't call him. Like like yeah. like I said, like I said, yeah. I just tell me he's booty butt cheeks. But go ahead though. Go hey, ahead. Though. What, 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 what five hundred that came against that bonnet butt defense that the media is lurking all over now. What we are mad at everybody else for doing. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. He asked. But, 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 but can I ask you guys this, though? Can I ask you guys this real quick? Because I do think yeah. the Bucks going to make the playoffs. They should, especially when you got an extra team in there now. 
Well, I think. Do y'all think that they're Bruce Arians, the way he was trashing Jameis in the media, making like he was the reason they lost these games, even though the kicker missed like 13, 14 kicks and missed like three game winners, uh, <clears throat> you know, and the defense was terrible uh, most of the year, that if they don't make the playoffs, which may be a chance because Brady's 40, could be 43 years old with no OTAs, who they going to blame now? Mm. <laughs> but you know they ain't never played Brady, so. <laughs> I don't think yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why are we having a conversation about the Bucks in the playoffs. Yo, hey, they they need to play football. Arian set himself up to get blamed, like yo, because if Brady don't yeah. do well, they gonna blame Arian. And if Brady does right. well, guess what? Arian ain't getting no credit. So I wouldn't <laughs> want Brady on my squad. <laughs> but hey, you guys have a good one, man. That was a good interview too, man. I, I like when people like that get on the show as well, man. No, um, okay, right, man. You. Appreciate you. Because he's, because he's not a hot take guy. Who, he watches the game. Peace, guys. Right. Peace, 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 peace. I don't know, Modi. He Modi's a he's a he's a he's a researcher, and Modi will tell yo, you exactly dog, how many words that, you wrote. I'm like, yo, damn, Modi, 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 how many words? Modi text me. Modi text me two of his articles. I'm gonna share with y'all when we get off here. Like, yo, my man wrote a, a gazillion think piece on Geno Smith. Like, he wasn't lying, yo. Like yeah. he really, <laughs> he really made this argument. Modi, I'm gonna go out on a limb here before I read it and say Modi taking stuff too far now. <laughs> but but you yo. know I'm gonna read it objectively. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna try. Yo, shout out to Modi, man. <laughs> yo, yo, my Gino, man, yo, yo Gino, Gino was a two pack. Gino was a two pack of what, Jimmy? Two pack of ass. But yo, I just want to put out there that um. That, that, that's your man over in uh in the Rams. My my man is Jared Goff. He's scared to call audibles, y'all. He a grown ass <laughs> man scared to call audibles. Some coaches put that fear. I was about to say some some coaches put that fear. You like boy, you better run with that call. And, and McNabb <laughs> ass too though. You ain't that good. You better run with that call. Um, oh yeah, uh, I, I I give people, you know, I've given him grief over the years. I wouldn't put him in the ass category. I know, but I, I can't him, wait to watch I him fail now. Every time he, I put him in the every time he fail now, I'm just gonna remind you that he asked. Every time he fails, everybody he fails. And I and I refuse to get into any more than thirty second conversation on McNabb. But the problem with him was, you heard everybody brag his whole career about how he didn't turn the ball over. But when he, but what they failed to acknowledge when he did turn it over, it was always in the worst times, worst moments. Listen, man, to quote. To, to quote Donovan McNabb, yo, I left the field with the lead, so that's on y'all. <laughs> One time. And that's why he said it, because that's the only time he could say it. <laughs> my man said, yo, I left the field. The previous, what kind of leader is the previous that, three. My man said, I, yo, I left the field with the lead. Lost. You didn't leave the field with the lead. He said, hey, my fault the defense couldn't hold up. I left the field. We had a right. lead. This boy waited to the fifth NFC championship game. He said, I left the field with a lead. Yeah, for the first time. I'm like, what are you talking about? All right. <laughs> but, um, Stat of the week, real quick. Uh, this is crazy for all you baseball heads out here. But, I mean, if you know uh, Cecil Fielder, then you know why. But he didn't steal his first base until his 1,097th career game, which is the longest duration in MLB history without a stolen base. <laughs> That's <Yo>. crazy. <laughs> first off. How did he even do that one? Like, I don't remember Cecil Fielder ever stealing a base. Because by that time, he should have been a DH. Yo, it's crazy if you go to it, that, that mess around be his only stolen base. Because he played 162 games per year, right? What is it? One, I, I, yo, 
I forgot sports now. It's 160 games a year, something like that. 160. 162. So it's 80. Is what? 162. Okay, I want. To, yeah, I forgot. Remember, remember sports. Remember that thing called sports we used to have back in the day. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> we went on. <laughs> we used to go outside back. Remember we used to go outside back in the day, yo. Um, so you're like talking about at least, at least like over six years. You're talking about about seven years. Like you know, between six and seven years. Damn. Damn. That is crazy. That is crazy. That's who, that's who like wasn't into that running the base life. Yo, we we gonna be in a dystopian future. We talking to the next generation. Like yo, we used to go outside. We used to like hang together. Maybe like FOH go to IG Live. The funny thing is, Jim, you would expect you would expect that stat more so from his son than him. Because Prince always Yo. been a big dude. So Prince, he wasn't trying to steal no bases. I wonder how no, many he got. No. Yeah, Prince Fielder got 18 stolen bases his entire career. That's Prince. That's the son. I don't know what. Yo, um, the me... greatest thing about Prince Fielder is, like, yo, he's a vegan. So he, he like, goes against everything that you think vegans are because <laughs> I yeah. know. That's, no, it's not even a joke. That's a true story. He just he eat a lot of vegan cake. A lot of that. Yeah. All right, man. So yo. Yeah, y'all. Go ahead. I'm yo. looking up this. Boy. Y'all can move on. To, yeah, man. I, I, listen, man. So <laughs> let's just jump into a couple things before we get out of here, man. We ain't got that much time left, so. Um, couple stories yeah, you want to yeah, talk about real quick. He got two bases his whole career. I just want to, I just want to bring this up so I could, so we can slander the boy. That Kendrick Perkins, two. right? Let me tell you a quick, let me t- tell you a quick story about Kendrick Perkins real quick because we only oh, got my. a couple minutes left. Yeah, yeah, so Kendrick Perkins, right? He went to the store and his credit card got declined, and he didn't know why. Come to find out, NBA player who didn't make a lot of money, you bum. Yo, oh, come sorry. to find out. <laughs> Yo, hold up. Listen, man. Let me finish the story, man. Yo, he found out that his kids charged Whoa. 16 grand worth of Fortnite purchases on his card. And you be out in these streets. Yo, they don't even respect you. They don't even respect yo, you. Them kids treat you like Kevin Garnett before y'all teamed up. <laughs> Hell no. Yo. Yo, did yo, y'all yo, hear that? What's it? What's it? Kevin Garnett used to talk about you like I do. Like who this bum ass dude? Wasn't it him that uh that voice white just cussed out recently? Was it? Yeah, I think that was. Yeah. Yo, I don't know if you saw it, but the boy voice white told him, uh, B. Austin. He told no. Perkins. Yo, Royce white Royce White talked greasy like he actually yo. played in the league. And yo, then he got for some hands. Yo, he said when I see he, you, he it's was, gonna be two to, He said when I see you, it's gonna be two to three minutes. Of, Violence. Of straight violence. The only thing is, is Royce, ain't, Royce ain't getting on no plane to where anybody else gonna be. So what are you talking about? Yo, how you somebody when I see you is gonna be two to three minutes of nothing but pure violence? Yo, that's an <laughs> ill threat. Yo, but he said, yo, my man Royce talked all types of fuck. But then his added yo, features Royce, that yo. can run up money. Sixteen grand? Like you don't know your kids are charging sixteen grand. You better get one of those credit cards like mine where you get an email and a text every time it's used. Yeah, you need alerts. Dog, on my Amex card, if somebody charge $1, I get a notification on my phone. 
Right. But yo, right. Yo, he just stunned on you, dumb man. No, I ain't listen. I ain't stunned for real, for real. I could have said I got the platinum business, John. Like, but I ain't say that though. Yeah. Yo, real quick. Jimmy, like I'm broke, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I'm broke, baby. I just want to point out that Royce White, yo, is out here talking like prodigy right now. That's all I wanted to, you know, point out. That sounds like something prodigy would say. R.I.P. to the God. R.I.P. Prodigy, man. R.I.P. Prodigy. Yo, um, also real quick, before we get out of here, ESPN did a poll on uh the greatest college basketball player ever, and Michael Jordan won. Yo. Um. And I know, and I know, Jimmy. Yo, go ahead, and slander, man. Cause listen, I'm the biggest Mike stand. I'm the biggest Mike stand. That was. Yo, that was that was disrespectful. Why they do that? But this is what you do when you let sports fans vote on stuff. It's all yeah, about sports bias. talk. It's all about personal feelings. I bet you yeah. 95% of the people who voted didn't even see Michael Jordan play in college. They probably yeah, just see, they, they probably just see the, the highlight they show of that one shot that he hit when it was still like eight minutes left in the game. I'm exaggerating, but there was literally like three possessions after that shot. Yo, they didn't even know. They didn't even know what college he played for. You talking about that shot? They don't know that shot. They don't even know he played for. He just might. Yo, yo, yo. Come on, yo. It was like, yo, yo. One and a half, two possessions left after he hit that shot. Yo, no, no hyperbole. Is Mike even top 100? Is 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 Mike even top 100 college players? Yeah. I know he's not yeah. top 30, but he, Mike, Mike, I, I would put Mike somewhere thing. in the top, maybe high end of 20 to top 30. I don't but think he he's in the top 30. I think he might be top 50, but here's the thing, though. I don't think Mike was the best college player on that team. On that on team. On his own yeah. team. He was. Like, I mean, yeah. not a couple of them dudes left before him. So yeah. I think he so, eventually became that. He eventually became that, but before when like yeah, if I worked at it, I can name thirty. I can name thirty thirty college players better than Mike. If oh, I, I can. At I can. I can. I, 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 I can. And Mike. And Mike is. And Mike is the god. Mike is the god. But come on, man. Come no, on. You man. might be able to name thirty people from North Carolina better than Mike. No, JJ Redick, arguably. JJ Redick is arguably. Arguably. A better, better no, talk about a college I mean, player. Remember, a basketball player. You look at draft positions. A lot of drafts. Yeah, because yeah, JJ had broken all ACC records by the time he came. You know what I'm saying? Christian Leitner was was better. Like that's just the dude from Duke. Danny <laughs> Manning, like Chris Webber. Come on, man. We like, not we not even getting into Danny Bill Manning, Long, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't um, got time to name all this. I was saying we didn't even get yo, to. Jabbar and Walton and cats like that. We talking about cats. Oscar Robertson is one of the illest college players ever. We didn't even get to that, man. Yeah, I put Jamal Master in a Yeah, somebody to say what? Monster Monster man. So anyway, man, that's a joke. Real quick though, um, real quick because we got time. So, uh, investors are trying to pressure Papa John's uh, to remove (laughs) Shaq from their board. Um, Shaq is is. Shaq sits on the board of Papa John's, but allegedly he doesn't go to any meetings. So um, some of the investors are like, yo, why are we doing this? 75% of the board meetings this past year. 75%. He was they said everybody else shows up to at least 75%. I think now, Shaq but here, thought... Here's... Oh, go ahead, <laughs> I was going to say, here's where the thing becomes crazy, though, right? 
So another story came out today that since putting Shaq on the board in the commercials and things, um, Shaq has added 30% revenue to their brand um, and their value. So they have the data to prove that there was a good move in adding Shaq. So I guess he's going to try to fight on it, on fight on that. But but I guarantee you, you work. but I guarantee you that's prob- that's the understanding that Shaq had. Shaq probably like, yo, I'm coming here to be a figurehead to make this business better. After this dude, you know, dragged it down with yeah. the stuff. That I mean, he said. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq like, has oh, always said. Shaq has always said that his mentor, his mentor in business was Magic Johnson. And we know that Magic don't show up for work either, so I guess he was like, this is what I... He like, he like, he like, he like yo, this, this is what I was taught. He like, this is what I was taught to do, dog. You leverage your name, you get it, leverage your name, and then don't show up, but get that chicken. Shout out to Hova. Don't worry, don't worry about the virus. Always know where the cure is at. And keep it pushing. Yo. I need Magic... I need... That's the case. Magic the greatest name right now, in the history of business. At this point, <laughs> Listen, man. You know what, though? Like, <laughs> like, I don't even, I don't even knock, even. though. I don't even knock that, man, because y- y- they, they did that, too. Saying. You can't knock it. You had Shout out to John D. Rockefeller. All John D. Rockefeller did was leverage his stuff for his whole career. So, shout to him. But, yo, our I president, see the there, man. Our president does the same thing. You don't build nothing. He just put his yo. name on it. He is celebrity. All you got to do is leverage, man. Leverage. Leverage is the key out here. So, take nothing else from the show. Understand that... um. Jameis got a bad rap. Uh, uh, Geno Smith got a bad rap, and use leverage in business. So those are the, those are the takeaways for everybody listening to the show right now, man. Yo, I, I can't ready, wait to y'all. I ain't ready to die on that Geno sword just yet. I gotta read this. I, yo, I can't wait to y'all read it. Yo, my fact, the fact of the matter is, Modi is my guy for even having the audacity to write. This. Yo, that's my, yo. Modi's my guy, yo. Like I need Modi to be like my lawyer. If I ever get in trouble, I'm hiring Modi as my lawyer because like yo. He's going to make an argument. And you be like, you know yeah, what? I you got a point there. I'm like, I do not want no NAACP appointed lawyer. I want Modi. <laughs> Yo, and shout out to one thing. we and For those out there who are still listening, if you're still hanging in with us, I just want to say we didn't even bring up the fact that, yo, Modi is an activist too. Modi was on the front lines in Ferguson. Yo, Modi was in St. Louis with Mike Brown. Like, Modi, Modi be in these streets, man. So he don't man. just write about it. We didn't even get a chance to ask him about that. Y'all don't understand why we're laughing. His name is Chuck Modiano. Like, anyway, man, out. with that being said, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Yo, we got to roll, man. Yo, um, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, everybody in the group chat. We appreciate it. All the calls who called to get through, which is only a couple because we had a, a, a nice long talk, but we appreciate you, uh, Tobias. Special thanks to uh, Modi for joining us to talk about his article. That's Chuck Modiano if you want to look him up. Um, also, look at this article. It's on our page. Tune the next week, live right here on demand as we catch you up on all the sports topics for the week. So until then, enjoy your weekend, the start of next week. Please stay safe, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do, all of our conversations, social media, all of our content, everything at the hub of warroomsports.com. Also, pick up my book, Sports the Book. You can do it at sportstobook.com or the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Welcome to the war room.
Jimmy, know the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Shout out to Dez, PJ, Me Austin, Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com, get that mobile app. It's knocked out, call it 323, working double 012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, let's talk sports. Showtime like magic in the block push. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Get hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credit as I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.